Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 577, recorded live on Saturday, December 8th, 2018. And here are your hosts, the man who I haven't talked to since October, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who talks to himself every day, Andy Lowe. Hi. Hi, Andy. Hi, Dave. We're still here. Yes. This is still a thing. The news of our demise has been greatly exaggerated. Yeah. I, I don't know that there was any news of our demise. That, like, people there, may have started wondering, like, what, where's where's the episode? I, yeah, I haven't, I didn't hear anything from anybody, so. Yeah. Is that what the we, we were is, just, by like, the way? Huh? The, the news of my death has been greatly exaggerated or something like that? Yeah. Reports of my demise, news of something like that. The re- it's the yeah. Mark Twain quote. Yeah. The report of my death was an exaggeration. Sure. Yeah, okay, so yeah, the actual quote is, the report of my death was an exaggeration, so. In any case, we're still here! Hi, yes. everyone! Hello. Evidently, I, um, I, there's a, um, I just discovered this this week, uh, there is a thing at work on my team, they refer to it as the Dave High. Evidently, I have a very, like, unique hello. Hi, that. That doesn't sound unique. It, I didn't think so either, but everyone on my team, like, when someone mentioned the Dave High, they all knew exactly what that was. And I'm like, what? The, the what? I do what now? So that's that's the Dave High. Uh-huh. I, uh... I knew people that, you know, I guess I have a face. You you do. Yes, You actually do have a face. But, you know, I, um... Is- I, you know, when I'm like concentrating, I have like a concentration face that people knew about that I didn't because, you know, I can't see my own face. And you're concentrating. And so I'm you're not paying attention yeah. to things like your face. Yeah. It's my, it's, oh, it's, a, it's my drummer face is what it is. Your drummer face. That's the face that you have when you, when you were in drumline. Yes. So. I see. I do not recall said face. It's been a long time since I've, since I've seen that. Yes. Cause it's been a long time since I've been <laughs> drumming. So. Okay, so, so what did you do trip? with your month and a half? Well, okay then. Good to know we're still on the same wavelength. Yes. Uh, my trip was awesome. I I went to, so for, for many of you who probably don't know, I went to Buenos Aires for 10 days. And that's part of the reason why we, we didn't record for the month of November. Because uh, those 10 days included two Saturdays. And so it would not have, not not really been easy to try to get to record. No, um, I feel like you great. know the 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 rule should be if you're in another country, we probably should just postpone the podcast. Yeah, uh, the f- the first day was awful, like horrendous. the The trip out there was was absolutely like terrible. And when I got there, the only thing that was on my mind was how long until I can go home? How long until I can go home? I just want to go home. What am I doing here? I just want to go home. And that was that was like it for like the entirety of day one, which, you know, sucks. Yeah. Um, I don't travel well, like at all. No, I know. Have you traveled with you? <laughs> I thought I was pretty good at packs. There was a Maybe. part in one of our drives on the cross country trip where I just wanted to slap you. Well, that was also perhaps because we had like three days of no sleep. Yes, also true. Uh, <laughs> just that just before as or after FYI. I threw up? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. There were a number of factors in that of why we did not like each other that drive. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, you know, I, I started to like come around to it. I started to to 
find myself while I was there and recognize that, like, no, things are okay, it's all right, yes, you don't speak the language, but you can get by. There's, like, a universal language of gestures and currency, so it's okay. Um, and my mom was there, and she speaks Spanish, and I don't speak it, but I can grab bits and pieces of it, and I know bits and so it was okay. Um, food was incredible. Like, really, really good. Argentina has not a whole lot going on for their economy, but man, their beef is <laughs> delicious. So Argentinian beef is really good. Yes. Argent, well, actually, really, Argentinian anything having to do with cows. So beef and leather. I got myself a leather jacket. Have Have you seen the movie while you are sleeping? No. Okay. Was there a reference to that that I missed? Yes. Okay. So, all right. Just <laughs> I kind of did that for for Kate. <clears throat> I uh, see enjoyment. Yeah, when when she gets around to this episode. Well, no, Hi, she's Kate. currently sitting at her computer. Okay. Um. So beef was one thing. Food. Well, uh, yes, food in, in general was delicious. Like, it was all very fresh. It was all very tasty. I had multiple flans. I had a bunch of... So there's a regional dish called a provoleta. And a provoleta is a, a specific type of cheese. It is a, a provolone-type cheese. Okay. And they grill it. Ooh. You take a block of, of this provolone-style cheese, and then you put it on the grill. And you sprinkle on some oregano and maybe some other spices. And if you want to get, like, really fancy, you do, like, some grilled red peppers that you lay across the top of it. Oh. And that's it. It's not on, like, a piece of toast. It's not on bread. It is served to you in a tiny little, like, cast iron skillet that is what it was cooked in. And then you eat it. And it is so tasty. We had it every night. Like, every night. No, I, I, I would want that, too. That seems yep. delicious. It, it, it was Oh, good. Um, the city is beautiful. We stayed in a, a region of the city named Palermo, and that doesn't mean anything to you, but that's okay. Um, Laura and I felt like it, it reminded us a lot of Brooklyn. It was, you know, very trendy, a lot of shops, a lot of bars, like microbrew was a thing there, which is not a thing in the rest of the city, let alone the rest of the country. So it was kind of hipsterish. Um, it was interesting the dealing with the time zones because we didn't actually deal with the time zones. Well, no, we didn't it's shift. Like, yeah, it's straight down. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Well, they're not. three hours ahead. Of, well, they're two hours ahead of you, and they're three hours ahead of of me. But okay. it, so so when you what time do you eat dinner, Andy? Uh, depends on what's going. On. Oh, you're what's right, the latest that there. you eat dinner regularly? Sometimes we eat dinner around eight. Okay. If you go to a restaurant in Buenos Aires at 8 o'clock, you will be the only person there. In fact, the restaurant might not even be open. Oh, okay. Early dinner begins at 8.30. At 8.30? Yep. We walked into a restaurant. We had reservations for 8.30, and they kind of laughed at us. We walked in, and we were literally the only people there other than the staff. The entire staff, including the kitchen team, were just, like, hanging out behind the counter because there was nothing to do, and they didn't plan on having anything to do. Um, but by 11 o'clock, there was a line out the door. 
Okay. Huh. Restaurants are open really late because they don't open until really late. But it worked out because like 8.30 there is 5.30 here. That Okay. So, so yeah. I just, I ate dinner when I would eat dinner. Actually, I was eating dinner kind of early. Hmm. It was a lot of fun. We had a really good time. Probably will try to go back. Well, that seems nice. Got to meet my third cousin. Got to hang out with the family. Got to explain to them uh, about Epic, among other things, you know, where I work. I got to explain to them uh, American football a little more because, well, I was down there was the Michigan-Ohio game. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, they got to explain to me a little bit of the soccer culture there because on the same day as Michigan and Ohio was a game that was like the culmination. So it's league, what, what is it? Club soccer, right? Not like professional soccer. Well, it's sort of professional. I don't really understand club soccer of like where it where it is in the grand scheme of things, but it was club soccer and it was like the game of the, the, the level. And it was like the top two teams were the, it was the Ohio State and Michigan of of the country, right? So really big game, really important game. Tons of people, like the city was shutting down because of this game. Um, and well, bad stuff happened. Uh-oh. Let me see if I can find you an article. It was uh, River Plate and Boca Juniors. And it was the, the Copa Libertadores. My pronunciation is probably terrible. Uh, Copa Libertadores de America is the annual international club football competition organized by CONMEBOL since 1960. is one of the most prestigious tournaments in the world. Most prestigious club competition in South American football. And so it was these, like, two teams that their, their fans were very, very fanatic. Um, and as the bus pulling in the, the, like, team that had to travel a bit more, which was mm-hmm. the Boca Juniors... Um, as it was pulling in, the, the, the river fans were throwing bricks at it. Oh, jeez. And started breaking the windows of the bus and, like, rioting. And then the police tear-gassed them to get it away, but the tear gas went into the bus. Because there are no windows. Because the windows were broken. Yeah. So, yeah. Imagine, if you would, this happening in a city of five million people where, like, the entire city is behind this and the entire city is, is like, ready to go. And this was supposed to be the match that, like, showed the world that, like, no, Buenos Aires is, like, a place to be. Like, this is, the city is coming back, the economy is turning around, and the security for the, the football game can't stop fans from throwing bricks at one of the buses. Keeping in mind that the G20 was was to take place in Buenos Aires a week later. The G20, where you have 20, at least 20 world leaders, Mm -hmm. right? Like Trump was there. Yeah. Merkel was there. Macron was there. GDPs of the world. Yeah. And it, it was not just like representatives of those countries. It was literally their their leader. Yeah. The prime minister or the president or the, the whatever you want to call it for whatever country. So, um, yeah, that was like super, super embarrassing. All right. Now this is what I got. I got a question about this, about Buenos Aires itself. Is there any sort of like beach there? Because I know it's right on the uh, water. Sort of. There, There is a like, so they don't actually call it the, the ocean there. Uh, if no. you go to the maps. Because it's kind of like in a little bay, right? 
Yeah, um, it's actually just called The River. Oh. Like, it has a name. It, they don't just say, oh, it's The River, but... That that whole bay, uh, that is part of the the river on the way to the ocean, Rio it's, de la Plata. It's just a really big river. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know whether or not it actually is river or whether it is ocean at that point. Like, it depends on um, the the salt water content is really what it's going to be. Is how salty is it? Uh, we didn't go to a beach, and zooming along the coast, I don't really see any beach front. Like, I'm in Google Maps right now. Okay. It looks like a riverside more than a beach. I think if you go out far enough, it would be beach. Why do you ask? Well, I, don't, I was just trying to, you know, just see what life is like down there. Because, you know, yeah. you talk about, like, the, the actual city of Buenos Aires and, the, the you know, the layout of it and the uh, the craziness of the... Uh, um, those like angled roads that basically like cut through the buildings. Is that Why? Buenos Aires or is that no? Nope. That's that's Madrid. Never mind. I'm getting my I'm getting my cities mixed up. My okay. bad. Buenos Aires, however, has like twelve lane roads. Yeah, yeah, in really both big directions. Ones. So like you start crossing the street and you go through twelve lanes of traffic and you're halfway there. That's a big so that's, road. That's it's a big road. There's a lot of those. Um, we did play a little bit of Pokemon Go while we were there. Just a great way to like learn the area and learn where things are relative to each other. So that was kind of fun. Um, got to see the gardens, got to see some cool stuff, walked past the U.S. Embassy, waved high. Don't think they saw it, but waved high anyway. I mean, sure, some security camera caught it. Probably tagged me. It's like, oh, that's Dave Pillay. Social security number. Blah, 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 blah. Da, 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 Yeah, had a really good time there. Trying to think if there's anything else to to talk about. Are there any parks in this place? I'm looking at the map now, and I'm just like, yeah, there's there's some big parks. There are not little parks. Because I'm I'm looking at like I've zoomed in on the section here, and all I see is just a city grid. Well, what what part of the city did you zoom in on? Uh, just off the where there's a river here. Oh, between okay. the Buenos Aires and Buenos Aires Province, the Mansa ah, River. Yeah. So you are already outside of the like actual city of Buenos. Oh, well, that's like Chicago land. Okay, okay, I get it. I get so go north a little bit. I mean, you can see the border of Buenos Aires, right? It's the Buenos Aires versus the province. Yes. So the actual city is actually quite small. That is a lot of urban sprawl. Yep. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's a lot. Uh, but if you go to the north next to the big river, like that's all oh. parkland along there. Oh, yeah. No, OK, I get that. I get that. OK. And then there's there's scattered parks. There's little city parks every so often. I mean, they got to have places to play football. True. <laughs> hmm. So all in all, you like it and you're going back at some point. Liked it a lot. Probably going back. That's good to hear. It's interesting to see because there's there's really a like there's a culture war in the city. There's a culture war between the this is the traditional, this is Buenos Aires, this is where we, you know, where we all grew up and what we know and then there's the like here's these huge international companies like the National Bank of China coming in buying real estate and starting to put in these gigantic buildings. I don't know what to tell you. It's, I feel like that would be like an Anthony Bourdain thing, but not anymore. So how was your break? It was good. We uh, we had Beth and Bry. Yeah, Beth and Bry came out, so that was nice. And then we had yeah, we went down to North Carolina. So it cool. Was Isaac's first big trip. <coughs> uh, we uh, we ran. We visited Hans. Very cool. Yes, got to see the mountains of West Virginia, and we met you know Hans's the kids. Rolling highways. Oh my gosh, the amount of fog. Yeah. Oh. 
So much fog. The fun bit, so Aaron lives on that very, like, northern tip of West Virginia, because, you know, West Virginia kind of looks like, you know, a hand from the side with a finger and thumb pointing out. Sure. Like, like the, the finger gun? Yeah. So he lives... finger gun... Okay. He I got ya. Yeah, on, like, the very tip of West Virginia, basically. Way up near the, near the top. So, you know, we drove down, and we were in, you know, Ohio for a long time, and then we just, you know, popped over the river, and it's like, West Virginia... And then we, you know, visited Hans and then, you know, he's like, oh, you know, to get out of here, you just go this road and then that takes you up to here. And it's just like, oh, all of a sudden, boom, you're in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he lives in that little stretch going up. Yeah. That's like, how thick is that at its thickest or at its thinnest? Oh, very thin. It's this river on US 22. When you cross the river, when you get to the river, you are in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then, no, I want... Not, not F11. No, I don't want it to be full size. I want it to be from there to there. Eight minutes, seven miles wide. <clears throat> not even. Five and a, yeah, it's about six miles on yeah. the road. Mm-hmm. Six miles across. That is not a big section of state. Nope. God, why, why is that part of West Virginia? Uh, well, it, I'd probably have to watch how the states got their shapes again, because I think they explained that in one of the episodes. Like, seriously, just cede that territory to Ohio. You know, what was really funny, though, is we're up there and uh, we're heading south and it was actually faster for us to drive <clears throat> into Pennsylvania to drive back into West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because the highway's there. Yeah. You probably went almost all the way to Pittsburgh or uh, cut down on 18. Um, I'd have to probably cut down on 18 instead of going all the way so into the city. There's Wheeling. All right. Uh, okay, so there's Bethany. Yeah, we would take, um, I think we took... Down to 70, if I remember correctly. Which would be 70 goes into Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think we went 70 to 79. Yes, if I remember correctly. And then took that south. Yep. Which hooks back. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Oh, poor planning. Poor planning. Come on. It's like one of the things, it's like you look at, you know, the corner where Pittsburgh and uh, Fayetteville are, and it's like, okay, you got to go all the way back here and then all the way back out again. It's it's not really a straight line, but it was good, you know. Isaac can last about six hours in the car. Nice. Six hours is like the upper end pushing it, or? Mm. Yeah, yeah, because trying to drive from Hans to Fayetteville was about eight hours, and he was not having it during that last little bit. So, yeah, no, we saw we saw a cat down in North Carolina. Ate at a Waffle House because you got to. Do you? Are you sure about that? I always make sure to eat at a Waffle House anytime I'm in the Waffle House area. What is the Waffle House area? Well, you know, it's... No, I don't. Kind of, it's it's a very southern thing. Okay, so when you're in the south. Yes, it's a very southeast sort of thing, which I think there's, the nearest one for us would probably actually be in Toledo, it looks like, because they're starting to slowly move north, but yeah, Waffle House is a very southeast thing. Okay, so you ate at Waffle House? Mm-hmm, <clears throat> hung out with Kat for a bit, then we, uh, we drove back. <clears throat> How was the drive back? Uh, it rained a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so glad I got new wipers on my car because so needed them. <laughs> so needed the wipers. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we drove up through uh, Kentucky and Ohio and then uh, Indiana. It's interesting to watch the uh, landscape change. 
it's all of a sudden like you know when you're in the Appalachian Mountains, you're like, oh, we're these these are mountains. <clears throat> <laughs> and you know you're driving in the and then you go see the rockies and you're like nope nope those are not mountains nope appalachians are not actually mountains anymore i mean they are but and yeah we we flew from um here to atlanta to buenos aires back to atlanta back to here and flying from atlanta to here uh there was a lot of fog like an incredible amount of fog and it was it was interesting because every so often you'd see like a bump in the fog. You'd be like, the heck? Oh, mountains. Forget that there's mountains to the east. <clears throat> <sighs> so, yes, though, so that was uh, that was my two weekends. And then, you know, we just sorry, I just noticed I've got the charger for my old watch on the desk here. Okay. And I don't know why, because it's my Cause you old. Can't use it. Yeah. It does you no good anymore. No, no, it does. Uh, that's yeah, that does me no good at all. Hmm. That's another thing to get rid of. <laughs> so now that we've caught up on memory lane, should we actually hit topics? You mean the like month and a half worth of topics that we, we've been slowly adding and keeping track of? I just added all the stuff today. Oh, I added a few things today, but I have like a huge backlog to, to fall back on. So I can actually segue out of our topics or our sure. talk um, because so we know about the Amazon Go store, the one that has no cashiers and you just pick up the stuff and you just walk out. Yeah. Uh, they're looking at adding those at airports. Really? Yes. Okay, so they can, like, just have super overpriced stuff that you can just pick up and go? I guess so. Because I was just in an airport, Mm -hmm. and holy crap, man. How much is that glass of, like, that bottle of water? Do you want to guess how much a bottle of water costs at a a restaurant? Not even a restaurant, like one of those convenience food places? Bottle of water at a convenience food store in an airport? I'm going to guess $3.50. Close. Keep going. Keep going? Yep. Four? Yep. Four dollars for a bottle of water? Yep. And this is not like a, a like super cool bottle that's got uh, a like reusable uh, sippy lid or anything like this. This is like your standard ass bottle of water. This is the type of water that FEMA delivers when there's a crisis. Well, that seems granted. Yeah. No, it's 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 just like a sports game. Yep. You're a cap- captive you're a ca- audience. Captive audience. Yeah. Captive audience, essential need. Did you, I know that, okay, this is not on the topic there, but did you see that, um, I'm not sure if we talked about it, but the Atlanta Falcons football team was actually trying uh, a test program with their concessions at the football games? I have not seen that. What did they try? Uh, They tried actually cutting the prices down a bunch. Yeah. So, you know, it was... To see if more people would buy? Yes. And did more people buy? Yes, actually, yeah. The lower prices, you know... Holy crap! Do you you see these prices? I know, these are actually, like, okay prices. Two bucks for a hot dog. Two bucks for a Coca-Cola. Oh, but with unlimited refills. Okay, I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd 100 for, like, if I were at a Falcons game, not that I will probably ever be at a Falcons game... I'd like, yeah, I'd buy a $3 nacho and $2 for a Coke. Probably get the waffle fries while I'm at it. They're only three bucks. Let's see. Hang on. Packers concession prices. <laughs> now, granted, Green Bay Packers food has, it's, you're in Wisconsin. So, like, the food's a little different. Ah, uh, it doesn't have it. Dang it. Oof. Green Bay Packers is the fifth most expensive stadium. Price for a beer. Here you go. 
Now, again, you're in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good beer, but it's eight bucks. <laughs> Price for a hot dog, five seventy-five. The, the uh, most expensive. The the company that ran the concessions was expecting yeah. a four million in revenue loss from this. Yeah. How um, much money did they make? Uh, uh, well, they have a revenue loss, but it was a lot smaller because there was a 53% uptick in food purchases. Yeah, of course there is. If it's cheaper, people are going to buy it. Yeah. Like, this is not a hard economics problem. Hans is going to reply and be like, no, this is an incredibly complex economics <laughs> problem. But, like, it's, it's I, I remember some of the terms, right? You have marginal costs and marginal benefit. And you're reducing the marginal benefit, so you're making less per sale. But if you have more sales, it can outweigh that. Yeah, they spent, on average, 16% more on food and beverage season over season, despite the price cuts. People were still spending more. That's, yeah, cool. Good on them. Hopefully other places will will start, like, doing that, too, because it's just getting too, it's getting too nuts. Yeah, um, uh, the, it's getting crazy. Uh, the neighboring stadium, Phillips Arena, last month announced, too, that it will also be cutting prices for uh, Atlanta Hawk games. So, yeah, the so Falcons. Atlanta is the place to go. I guess so. So, yeah, it was, uh. Sorry, that your your thing of exorbitant prices. I just want to point out that you know some people are finally going. You know what? <laughs> well, I mean, exorbitant prices. They don't pay like we we our generation for the most part aren't making enough as money. much money because yep. companies aren't aren't keeping up the the growth of wage wage growth that that thing. Yes, wage versus uh, inflation rates and that sort of thing. Yeah, like take a look at GM. GM is saying like, oh, no, people aren't buying cars as much. We want to buy cars. My generation, our generation, we do want to buy cars. We would like our own cars. We would like them to be, you know, not planet killers. But we don't make enough. I can segue that as well. Go for it. Austin, uh, Austin Martin. Sorry, I've got a starburst in my mouth. Aston Martin? Yes. Not, Not Austin Martin. I meant to say Aston Martin. Yeah, the car company. Yes. Okay. Is rolling out a heritage EV program. A what? Owners of classic... Perhaps perhaps a Starburst was not the right choice. I realize that now. My apologies. Okay. (laughs) We can wait. That's fine. Chew. I'm working on it. My coffee mug was empty, though, and I needed something. Exciting world of podcasting. Yep. Okay. Cities in Europe have begin or are beginning to basically block internal combustion engines from downtown areas to try and cut back on air quality or increase air quality. Okay. So Aston Martin is working on this thing where you can take your classic car to the dealer and they will replace the internal combustion engine in it and make it entirely electric. I I was going to say, like, wow, that seems really, really expensive, but then you already have an Aston Martin. (laughs) Not only that, a classic Aston Martin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Probably not actually, like, probably don't need to worry about it, do you? No, but if your car is banned from, you know, driving somewhere because it's not electric. Yep. But they're actually making it, so it's basically, you know, drop-in ready, where they will take out the old internal combustion engine and the old gearbox and... 
basically put the EV components in the same exact spot. And they can actually, most of the time, use the actual original motor mountings for it, which I think that's just kind of neat. That That is good for them. Yeah. So, you know, your car is going to look exactly the same. Only thing they're going to do is add a, an, a, a small screen to the car's interior, basically to show <laughs> you your, you know, electric usage and all that jazz, which would be really great if they could actually put the electric charge, like somehow tie it to the fuel gauge. That would be neat, which that would be a little bit harder to do because you'd have probably have to replace the whole thing. But, you know, if you take I'm sorry, you cut out for a sec. If you could what with the electric charge, if you could somehow tie the electric charge into the fuel gauge. Oh, so that the, the fuel gauge tells you how much power you have. Yes. I see. That would be neat. Probably be a probably little bit more complicated. that hard. No, probably not. Heck, some of the, uh, the, my fuel gauge on the Mercedes Benz, which was 1984, that was an entirely, um, electrical component, actually. Yep. If it's an electric component, that's really easy. Yeah. Because all it's, it was if was. If it is a. A mechanical it, component. Then it's slightly more difficult. But yeah, no, it was, it was basically just a variable <laughs> variable potentiometer in the gas tank. I found that out because, you know, it stopped working, so I yeah. took it out and fixed it. Because <laughs> I could do that with the old car. Yep. Oh, this is broken. Okay. Let me Let just me clean this. Go in Let me there. clean this and put, put it back in there. Boom, it started working again. You know, it had a mechanical odometer that was off by I don't know how long. <laughs> So <laughs> I just got uh, my uh, my drill, put a rubber band on there, and just manually ran the odometer. Oh, <laughs> uh, isn't that, like, illegal if you try to sell it? Yeah, which I didn't sell the car. Okay. Plus, it's illegal to go backwards. I went forwards. Forwards. Yes, because it had stopped working at some point. So I just took the uh, the Carfax about it, looked at the average miles this guy was driving on it, and then kind of just projected into the future what the mileage should be. <laughs> well, it, I needed it to work, you know, because how do I know when, you know, I need an oil change? How do I know this? It's it's all based off of mileage. And if your odometer isn't working, you're kind of hosed. Yeah. <sighs> uh, other topics? Other topics. Uh, Do we want to segue off of that somewhere? Tesla's AU battery, the Australian battery house. Yes. One year in. I can't believe it's been a year. Well, because he promised he'd have it done by the end of 2017, right? Yes. Like 2017 or your money back. So I like that there's two things in this. One is the fact that supposedly it's, you know, not really made 40 million, but saved them 40 million, mm-hmm. according to the third party. Well, it's not going to make them any money, right? No, some of the stuff will technically make them money because then they would sell it back to the grid to actually, you know. Who is it saving money? They're talking about not saving Tesla money. They're saying it saved South Australia money. Yes. South Australia is not going to sell the power back to itself. No. So it it will never make the money. But South Australia spent $66 million in order to, you know, get this up and running, and it's already saved them $40 million. $40 million, yes. But the other fact was that um, Tesla themselves were saying that uh, the company that's running this, you know, buying and selling the electricity sort of stuff there— it was working too well, and they weren't getting paid enough for the electricity that they were generating for the grid itself. Oops. Yeah, Tesla estimates that the Hornsdale Power Reserve battery has delivered 30 to 40% of its service to frequency markets without being paid due to existing EME, AEMO technical specifications being written based on fossil fuel generation assets. <laughs> 
So they were responding too quickly. And so they're, you know, how you basically get charged and how you pay this stuff was too slow to compensate them correctly. Because the, the batteries could shift power faster. Yes. Because you didn't have to start a fire and boil water and wait for the water to heat up and turn the turbines. And mm-hmm. It's just on and off. Yes. Like right away. That's hilarious. Holy crap. Very cool. Good for them. So yeah, so a year in, it's definitely doing its job. So more power to them on that one, which yep. I can I can segue off of this one too. Oh, ooh, ooh. I'm just lining them up for you, man. I'm yeah. lining them up for you. Uh, California. Power. Yeah, California yep. by 2020 says that all new houses must have solar panels on the roof. Ooh. See, I I have mixed feelings on that. On okay. the one hand, that's awesome. On the other hand, that just drives up the price of the house. What if I, I can't afford solar panels on a new house? What if I, I finally scrape and get all the money together to buy a new house, and then the state is like, no, you have to have solar panels on it? And I'm like, well, I guess I get a smaller house. The state predicts that mandatory solar panel installations and other new improvements will add nearly $10,000 to the upfront cost of a home, a cost that officials say will balance out over time due to lower electricity bills. A homeowner will save $19,000 over the course of a 30-year mortgage, but yes, they're still going to have to pay up higher. It's it's $19,000 over the cost over the time of 30 years. Yes. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. You're also assuming that the solar panels will work for 30 years. Isaac, what are you doing? Um, okay, California home buyers will have the option for either paying for solar panels outright, leasing them, or entering a power purchase agreement with developers. Another option is for communities to pool resources instead of installing solar on individual homes. So instead of building the panels on my house, I could get together with my neighborhood association and be like, this area will represent the solar panels that should be on all of our houses. Yes. That was actually a thing that uh, consumers was going through because um, you'd get, you know, the tax credit for, you know, installing solar panels on your roof. But we've got a four-story oak tree that overhangs our house. So solar panels on our house... Don't really make that much sense. You know, you might be able to put some on the garage because that's not, you know, covered by the tree as much. But still, you know, I would have to. My thought would be actually just buying one of those cheap ones at Harbor Freight, kind of mounting it in a test location and just kind of seeing what your, you know, what your energy, you know, output of that thing is at its current location to kind of compare it. It's like, would it be even feasible for even that small area to get something? But yeah, so they, for my house, they would actually have a, a exemption because I'm shaded by the tree, which is also really good for energy usage. <laughs> it's nature's solar panel. Yeah. So, yeah, no, California is uh, looking to cover the solar energy. Cool. I mean, there's plenty of sun out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the... Uh, housing areas there's not a lot of trees in the new places nope because trees are expensive to move yes also the the climate might not support them like the weather might not support them okay other fun topics we have uh the ups tricycle yes ups has realized that sometimes it's faster to ride a bike somewhere than it is to drive a car or a truck or a truck. Yep. So UPS in Seattle is using electric-powered tricycles to deliver packages. In Seattle. In Seattle. A tricycle. Yes. In Seattle. 
Yes. The picture is right outside of Public Market, which is like a, a very famous landmark in Seattle, down by the water. Yes. Which, down by the water is an entirely... Heck, even the public market, there's still that lower road below the public market. Yep. I'm, do you see what I'm driving towards here? Yes. This idea of a tricycle in Seattle. That's like, say, I, you, why not try it in San Francisco, guys? It'd be about the same. Now, it is an electric tricycle. So, like, it's a guy pedaling and it has a battery and can, can help yes. with the hills. Yes. Which is good because there are hills. That's what I'm driving towards about Seattle. It is a very steep city. It is built on the side of, like, I don't even know, a slope down to the sound. So that's cool, though. Like, yeah, I guess in, in like, dense urban areas, a truck just doesn't work as well. No. So they're trying tricycles. <laughs> that's clever. Oh, my God. Okay, so there's an article in the middle of this thing here that I just realized is, oh, it's going to suck for the guys out in Seattle. Beginning on February 4th, the Alaskan Way Viaduct elevated highway along the waterfront is getting torn down, and the two-mile tunnel Seattle <laughs> dug to replace it comes online. But for three weeks... The ramps that connect the tunnel to the surface roads will have to get built. So for three weeks, the city won't have a road to get through downtown on the city's waterfront side. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. No. For three weeks? Three weeks. That's (laughs) not so good. No. That's, ooh, that's not going to be fun. I do have to say, though, you, you know, know some, sometimes it, it, it is faster to, when I was working at, uh, going to EMU, it was faster to um, ride my bike from my brother's house rather than take the car. Well, you had to go, like, out and around the river and back down. Yeah, because the, uh, the, the commuter parking was only on the specific lots. Mm-hmm. And even then, you know, you would have to, you know, like, drive in there and then you'd have to find a parking space and then you'd have to walk from there to the building. It's like with my bicycle, I just biked from the house to the building. building, and there was normally a bike, you know, rack, rack there. Yep. So I just, you know, parked the bike, locked it up, and boom, I was at the building. It was, yeah, I, I, I did multiple studies of, okay, how long does it take me to do this this way? How long will it take me to do it via the bicycle? And the bicycle would win. You know, if it was, you know, sleeting or something, then... <laughs> You know, just dealing with the weather. But yeah, no, when it's like a nice sunny day in spring or fall, bicycle. Yeah. Oh, that is a, uh, that's a, another fun thing from the trip. If I can, if I can go back for one more little anecdote. Okay. Was the weather when we were there was like 27 degrees Celsius, which is warm. Like that's in the eighties. That's pretty toasty. But it was really funny because people would, would say like, okay, so, you know, where are you from? Like, oh, I'm from in, in Wisconsin. It's just below Canada. And they're like, oh, does it get cold there? And I said, yes. They said, how cold? I said, 27 degrees. They're like, well, but that's what it is here. I'm like, yeah, Fahrenheit. I'm like, what? <laughs> what it's even like, is that? I'm like, negative four. I was going to say, I'm like, that's negative three or four. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God. I'm like, yes. And it's November. Mm-hmm. We're just starting winter. <laughs> how cold does it get? With wind chill? Negative 40? <laughs> It also depends on which part of Wisconsin you're in. Yeah, well, I mean, the far north gets to negative 40. We, we don't really get that down here. We get down to, like, negative 20. Like, the, the um, heck, I, we got some of our main offices for corporate here in Green Bay. Oh. Yeah, some of the, oh. sometimes there, they've gotten down, without wind chill, they've gotten down into the negative digits. Without wind yep. chill. Yeah. It's just like, 
I, I, you know, they're talking about, oh man, we really need like, you know, garage parking. And I'm like, why? And they're like, it's negative 11 right now. <laughs> With a real feel of like negative 35. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. It surprisingly, it gets cold here. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually surprising. It gets cold. Yeah, no, it's not surprising at all. And the winters are only getting colder. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, well, a lot of stuff from like weeks ago. What do we have from recent video game awards? Okay. The VGAs were this week. I oh. think on Thursday or yesterday, one or the other. Um, now, the, the VGAs are like an interesting thing because it's a combination, right? It's the awards show. So like the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also a, like, like, I guess the, the articles probably say it the best, like, it's a hype machine. <laughs> it's a hype show. So people are using it, people, like, the video game companies are using it not just for, um, uh, hi, dog. What do you, okay, you want water. Uh, oh, there's no water in the bowl. Oh, no. Video game companies are using it not just for, like, the awards, but also to be like, here's the cool stuff we're working on. It's almost like a mini E3. Like, it's a one night of just announcements, 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 announcements. So there there was some cool stuff that came out of it. First off, I, I should probably just say, like, the, the game of the year is always the big thing, right? The what, what game won it. So, Andy, I'm going to guess you haven't looked. I have not looked, but I can guess. You can guess. What would you like to guess is the game of the year for 2018? Oh, well, oh, shoot. Okay, this could go either way, actually. Yep, yep. Oh, God, it's going to be either Red Dead Redemption 2. Man, everybody loves Spider-Man, though. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to have to go with Red Dead Redemption 2. Incorrect. 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 Try again. Um, OK, so not Red Dead Redemption 2. Here not... are the nominees. Oh, oh that, that would actually be helpful. Yes. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey. OK, that was. So so. Celeste. Never heard of it, so that's out. Which yeah, I, I think I need to go and look at this. If it was nominated for best game of the year, it's actually nominated in a number of categories. Uh God of War. Oh shoot, is it Spider-Man. God of War? It was God of War. Okay. I forgot that came out. That man, everybody loved that. <laughs> yeah, it was God of War. I forgot that came out this year. That that was the best game of the year. God of yeah, War. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. Yeah. There's interesting changes in the categories this year though. Because uh, there was best game of the year, then there was best ongoing game. Is that like best MMO? No, well, I I guess technically an MMO could do it. Awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. So the nominations Destiny 2, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Rainbow Six Siege. I have a feeling that's probably Fortnite. It is Fortnite. By <laughs> I <Epic> mean... Games. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Best game direction was a category. Best narrative was a category. Best art direction was a category. Best score was a category. That's another one that had uh, Celeste in it. It's like, I really need to check out this game. Um, Best audio design. Best performance. And then you get a little further down, and there's best esports moment. Really? Are Are we talking like, you know... And the crowd goes wild. I can't believe Kinda. that happened. Yeah, almost almost literally that. Uh, best esports player, best esports team, best esports coach, 
best esports event. And the pictures, it's really funny because the pictures feel like they're almost interchangeable between the event. Like these just feel like stock photos. <laughs> there was the E-League Major. There was Evo 2018. There was the League of Legends World Championships, the Overwatch Grand Finals, and the International. Arena crowd staring at... I don't know what they judged at, it on. Arena crowd staring at big screen? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, the winner, by the way, was the League of Legends World Championship. I don't know why. Like, what about it? Best esports host. So now the the hosts need to like up their game because they're the yeah. And best esports moment seems kind of weird. Okay. <sighs> uh, but anyway, so that's that's half of it, right? Is the the awards. The other half is the games reveals. Yes. Yeah. It's what it's... games are coming out, and there were a number. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three was revealed for the Switch. That's the f- fighting game right yes i think so yeah there's so many marvel games out there now it's hard to keep track rocket league has an expansion pack from mclaren cars i i don't know what that is i'm just saying they're they're a hyper car company okay they used to have the world's fastest production car i do believe at one point there's a new far cry coming there's some indie games coming and ooh, new crash bandicoot sort of crash team racing so new kart game and then there's this little one that like you know just kind of slips in there called the outer worlds by obsidian oh the company that made fallout new vegas the company that essentially is the company that made fallout recreated because the people from fallout went back and and started the yeah uh also psychonauts 2 so those those two games in there i'm kind of like i'm super excited i'm really excited for the outer worlds that looks fantastic it looks like new vegas in space i still have to play new vegas at some point Yes. Oh my god, yes, Andy. I'm sorry, but I don't have t- <laughs> I ain't got I know time you don't for have that. Time. I know you don't have time. I wish I could do something to give you time. <laughs> I can give you about two hours back every week, Andy. Yeah, but this keeps me on the loop of things. Yeah, I know, I know. Speaking of which, though, we probably should um, wrap it up. Oh, oh, well, we have tons of things to talk about still. I know, but we've already been doing this for over an hour. Oh, Endgame was announced, though. I know, and I watched the trailer, and I can't wait for next year. Because you have, what? It's you April have, next year? May next year? You have Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel, or Captain Marvel. Yep, Sorry, Captain Miss Marvel. Marvel is the other one. She's uh, Cap- the, the, well, so Captain Marvel was for a time called Miss Marvel, but then she became Captain Marvel. Yes. So Captain Marvel comes out in March, yep. and then um, literally uh, Avengers 4, Endgame, Yep. Comes out on April 26th. Which, by the way, as soon as the, I think it was the Russo brothers said, like, that the title has already been spoken. They said the title came from one of the lines of one of the other movies. As soon as they said that, like, they're going to call it Endgame. Yeah. Like, it, that there's no, it is going to be Avengers 4 Endgame. So, yeah, Endgame, Miss Marvel, nothing else, though, from, from Marvel, right? Captain Marvel, not Miss Marvel. Yeah, no, that's, but Disney is uh, going to be. Disney's doing good. Yeah gonna be a good year for disney yeah captain marvel in march april is yep. avengers 4 may is yep. aladdin june is toy story 4 july is lion king november yep. is frozen 2 and december is the next star wars movie oh we're a year away from episode 9 we're a year away from episode 9 shoot okay so next year that's gonna be uh 
well, I'm not seeing all of those. There's some in there I just don't really care about. You don't want to see the real, real, um, <laughs> the computer generated live action Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's live action. That's all CGI. Yeah, it's live action. I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> I'll grant you non-animated, but even that, like, it's animated. It's just animated with a compute. Like, none, none of the characters exist in reality. There isn't anything there. <laughs> live action. Bullshit. No, don't really care for, for the live action, not live action Lion King. Um, Aladdin without Robin Williams? I know, that's gonna, that's gonna feel bittersweet. Right. Like, I'm sure they'll do fine... I saw the Aladdin musical, and it was fantastic. Even though the genie wasn't Robin Williams, like, the the genie did a friggin' amazing job for for that role. Like, how can you take a role that was written and and performed by Robin... I don't know if it was written for Robin Williams, but, like, he made that role. Yeah, no, he he was... (laughs) He was the genie. Yeah, and then translate that and, like, fill that spot. Well, it's kind of like know. when we saw um, we saw the Beauty and the Beast musical, and you know, Cogsworth and Lumiere were the ones who really just you know stole, stole the, the show. show. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm feeling hopefully it's going to be something along those lines. Yep, I'm sure it'll be good. It's just I I don't know. I'm a nostalgic asshole. Um, Frozen two don't really care about. Like Frozen was okay. I didn't I, I didn't get into the hype of it. But then December is Star Wars. Yeah, 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 that's that's going to be that'll be it. That'll be big. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. OK, <laughs> so should we hit the uh, the randoms? Yeah, I guess. Is it your week or my yes. week? I've uh, kind of lost track. <laughs> last time yes. was your week. So it's my week. OK, so I want to review something that I picked up over. Well, uh, don't we don't we have to do the topic first, then the review? I know it's been a while. No, we don't do the topic. No. We do the review, then the topic? Yes. Oh, it has been a long while. Which is funny, because I actually have not pulled a random topic. (laughs) I was wondering about that. You hadn't said anything at the beginning of the episode. Uh, yeah, because I didn't actually roll. So we're we're definitely going to be, uh... It'll be random, random. Yeah, yeah. So while I'm pulling up my Google Drive to pull up the random topic list, let me talk about Professor Layton. Okay. The hit game from 2008. It's a 10-year-old game, Andy. Yes, but it's now, I think we talked about this on the podcast, it's now available on your Android and iOS devices. Ooh. Now, let's see, 2008, that was still like the Nintendo DS or 3DS. Yes, because... So it was designed for a system with two screens. Yes, and there's definitely, when I open the app here, there's definitely two screens on my phone screen, but they have uh, redid it for mobile devices. So yeah, we still have the two screens. <coughs> so you know, I'm looking at it. And there's a top screen and there's a bottom screen, but you know, it's basically all there. So you know, <laughs> and and I can hear it all there. Yep. Okay. So so it, how is how is the ten year old game? Does it hold up well? Oh yeah, no, because it's a puzzle game it's this has been a series that i've wanted to play this and um ace not ace ventura ace attorney ace attorney yes those are the two games right yes those are the two series i've always wanted to play for the longest time 
And finally, you know, they said, hey, this is out. I'm like, okay, this is great. And then they said, yeah, it's going to be 10 bucks. And I'm like, hey, it was like a $40 game when it first came out. Are you really shying away from 10 bucks? Uh, yes, because it was on sale for five during uh, Black Friday with Google Play Store. So I picked it up for five. <laughs> and not okay. only that, I used I used my Google Play credits to pick it up for five. So it was essentially free. Yes. But like you're shying away from 10 bucks. Yep. Okay. It's a 10 year old game. I, you know, would you, how much would you want to pay for a 10 year old game? I don't know. Depends on the game. It's like, I could probably, I wonder Do if you know I how much could... I'm probably about to shell out for Katamari on the switch. Oh, how many people have bought Skyrim at full price multiple times? No, I, I'm trying to see. Okay, no, I don't want Nintendo DS games. I want to actually buy a Nintendo DS. I can buy a Nintendo DS for three dollars plus seven dollars shipping. <laughs> That's not a lot. No, and How then much I can. Can you buy Professor Layton for? Uh, let me see. Pro. On the DS, Professor Layton Nintendo DS, uh, ninety nine cents plus. $4 shipping. So if I really so, wanted to, I could play it in its original format for 14 Yeah. Well, you know, shipping. most of that is shipping. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they put the they put the Curious Village out on uh the um on the on the mobile device and it's it's the game and it's fun, you know. Puzzles I I love puzzles. I've, you know, solved 21 out of 21 so far. Good for you. Now there are these charms that are now in the um there's like a there's a charm chest in there and I'm like I don't know what I'm supposed to do with these charms. I never played it, so I have no idea. Oh, you've never but played you could this ask before? Brendan. Yeah, I've I'll never ask... played Professor Layton. I'll uh, I'll play it. I'll ask him about it. So, I did play Ace Attorney Phoenix Wright. Well, if you want to feel nostalgia, and you got $10 to spend, you know, Professor Layton's now out for your phone. Cool. So I enjoy it. Granted, like I said, I picked it up five. I wasn't really willing to spend 10 on it, but I picked it up for five and that was, you know, definitely in that price range for me. So definitely worth it. Yeah. But so yeah, if it ever goes on sale, yeah, if it ever goes on sale, I'd say pick it up if you're a fan of the puzzle games. So let me, let me ask you this. Let's say that the sequel is released Ooh. at $20. And then goes on sale for $10. I don't know. I haven't finished this first one yet. I'd have to... So far, it's fun. But, you know, sometimes those other puzzle games are, um, you know, depends on... Some of these later puzzles are just sometimes just ridiculous. So it's like, okay, I'll have to see how the rest of the game plays out. But 10 I'm not sure. It depends on how many Google Play credits I have as well. Okay. So... Cool. So yeah, random so that was, topic. Yes, random topic. You did not roll ahead of time. No, because I was talking too much. You rolled now. Random.org. You didn't roll. No, I didn't roll. I didn't get a chance to. You are rolling now. Once Google Drive loads. Random topics. Wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. Oh, luckily the last one was 18, so 1 through 17. All right, well, that makes it easy. I don't even have to adjust the chart. Number 12, does your stock portfolio beat the S&P 500? <clears throat> oh, shoot. I, I, ha- I, um, I have a, uh, uh, an IRA. No, a four, I have a 401k. Okay. See, I just, I just put money into it. <laughs> this is why you need to roll ahead of time so that I can look this shit up. Oh, God, what is my... Because I'm pretty sure they have it. I just have a 401k so, that I put money into, and that's, that's my, as much as I've 
do? My stock portfolio, I don't know, because the, the app that I use to manage it doesn't provide that comparison anymore. Um, I wonder if Mint has it, maybe? I, I think it does. I'm pretty sure it does. Wow, the S&P 500 has tanked since October. Well, the market's kind of crashed this week, Andy. Yeah. Have you hey, not been No, I I yeah, no. Hey, we got we news? got we got to, we got to deal with China. Psych. Yeah. We got to deal with China and now we're arresting one of your tech CEOs. <laughs> no, no, CFO. Oh, is he a CFO? Yeah, she. She is a CFO. She? Oh, cool. I mean, yes. not cool for her. No. Because um, she got arrested. Yes. She she had been not... Tr- her, her son goes to Boston University, but she hasn't visited him in over a year ever since the Justice Department started investigating her company. Because I think she had a feeling that this might happen. Yep. So she was flying from... Uh, she was flying, I think, to she Mexico. Flew Canada. Yeah, she flew through Canada on the way to, like, Mexico, and they caught her in Canada during the flight transfer. Yeah, and arrested her. And arrested her then, because supposedly some of her not actual, like, subsidiaries of Weiwei, um, but, like, unofficial, you know, companies that were related to them were dealing with the uh, Iranians, so. Yeah. It's kind of against U.S. banking regulations. Yeah. So that's why she's in trouble. But yeah, that's um, that's not that's not going to warm the waters between U.S. and China at all. No, not at all. Trying to buy that app. Are you trying to find an app right now to do this? No, I'm just looking at them. I like because the problem is I have money in several places. Like I have a 401k. So you got 401k stocks, bonds, T-bills, probably. I have an IRA. Oh. I have um, a Vanguard account. And so that's that's uh, an ETF for... It's a, a really cool ETF. It is a high dividend yield ETF, which is I don't really care what the stock price does. Like, as long as it stays constant, I'm happy because it's a bunch of stocks that pay dividends. Oh, so it's, uh, it's, it's, you're just... You just let them sit there, and then you... Right. Like, if if the stock never goes up, I'm still making money. And then I've got a a fair amount just in the stock market. I should probably start looking at other markets, too, like money markets, mutual funds. And so I I don't know for certain, but I'm pretty sure I've beaten the S&P. I'd have to look, but... (laughs) Like I said, I just put... I I, I Ron Popeil... My, uh, my, my investing. Yeah. Hey, take this much out of my paycheck, put it in a 401k. And don't let me touch it until a long time from now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Since October. Ouch. Ouch. (laughs) Why am I looking at this? I don't want to look at this. (laughs) Well, you can blame Hans for that one. That's the biggest drop since I started investing. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Welcome back, Dave. Welcome back. Oh God! I mean, you know, it's 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 what it is. The market goes up. This was something I, I had a discussion with my mother-in-law about. The market goes up, and she's like, "Well, except when it doesn't." And I said, "Nope. Even when it doesn't, it does. It eventually goes back up." And on that piece of wisdom, that's a wrap. All right, Dave, would you like to put the disclaimer at the end, I guess? Andy and I are not financial advisors. We are not certified. We are not trained. We have no background in economics. Uh, Do not take our financial advice. Now that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.